everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you listening in. The music of Bret Hart bringing us into our episode this week as I say good day to my co-hosts, Walshie and Lyle. Hello, Walshie. That's a very good day, Tony. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you, mate. Another year around the sun and just feeling fantastic, Lyle, at 54 years of age. How are you, buddy? Jeez, that's oh, I'm going... I'm going all right, mate. I'm not 54, so probably yeah, a little bit better than that. I'll tell you what, though, Tony. Yeah. Because it's your birthday, I thought I'd um, organise a special treat for you. And I've got one of your favourites to send in a bit of a birthday message for you. Who's that? Well, have a listen to this. Yo, it's the J-Stick. J-X-T. And I just want to wish Timmy Shilblockley a happy birthday, I hope Timmy has a great day. All right. So so that was amazing. Thank you so much for doing that, Walshie. I appreciate that. And thank you, JXT, so much. But he got my name wrong. Well, I I didn't listen to it before I um, played it, but that's all right, Tony. You get people's names wrong. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's all right. But lovely of him to do something. That's beautiful, JXT. Thank you so much. Taking time out of his busy schedule to Massive. wish you happy birthday. Yeah, it's good. Surprised you haven't called him JXB or JXC. No, no, because he, I, I, well, I considered him a, I consider him a friend, and that's why I don't get his name wrong. <laughs> that was that was past tense, Tony. Yeah, I didn't mean <laughs> that like that. I did quickly change that. <laughs> uh, of course, we are brought to you by the Australian Wrestling Network. And I thank them so much for my one-year subscription for my birthday. It's been very much appreciated. It's not like Mikey J to put his hand in his pocket. He didn't, actually. I was just sort of hoping that he might. (laughs) That's a great idea. (laughs) Let's do that. Maybe when I'm 54, I'll get one for my birthday. Now, we love having Australian Wrestling Network on board. The largest collection of Australian wrestling and New Zealand wrestling all in the one place and from heaps of places around the world. Yeah, really good. I um, I've got my subscription, and I, when I've got a few hours spare, just put on one of the old shows and um, watch Crackerjack back when he was a young man wrestling, and it's always uh. Is that with me commentating? Uh, not the ones I've been watching. Oh. Yeah. Um, it it has been handy during these uh, on and and off again lockdowns when we haven't been able to go to any local wrestling. Yeah. I enjoy lockdown that much. I'm thinking of moving to Sydney. Well, they're going to they're have three days coming up soon, don't they? Well, I can think of a few people who would support that idea. Mm. Yeah. Your wife and yeah. kids, for starters. Yeah. <laughs> you, oh. could, you could have moved before your birthday, Tony, so they didn't have to make a big deal of it. Yes, that's, that's selfish. Well, I've heard they forgot it anyway, so he didn't actually no, get no, any no, of his birthday. No, 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 they didn't. They didn't. did they get you birthday? I did have to wake up at 5.30 on Monday, which was my birthday, uh, to go to work early. So I actually got all my presents on Sunday because the rest of the family didn't want to get up early to give me my presents on my birthday. So, And you work at a school. How early are you getting up? No, we have tech training. On, on a Monday? Uh, on Monday, yeah, baseball training, so... Starts at Six. seven o'clock. Is it seven o'clock in the morning now? Yeah. Oh. So I, I have to wake what? up and make everyone's lunches and do all that sort of stuff before I go to school. So even on your birthday, even on my birthday, that's oh, just the kind of make, guy I am. You make lunches the <laughs> night before, Tony. Oh, I'm thinking, yeah, well, they make the lunches the night before so you don't have to get out of bed at five thirty on a Monday, or you just send the kids with the uh, five bucks for lunch. Lunch order. I like their How sandwiches to be... five bucks is getting you for lunch these days, Lyle? Not much. Oh, either. no idea. Hey, a but chick- don't worry. You get a nice latte, it'll... Mitchell's, <laughs> Mitchell's yeah. rap because he can buy chicken and uh, pesto panini for five fifty. That's all right. That's a good lunch. That's okay. Yeah, no, I like my kids' sandwiches to be crisp fresh. Yeah. Crisp fresh? Yeah. In a kilt. That's a weird sandwich. What's the specialty? What's your specialty? Is it Vegemite? Uh, Ham and tomato. Um, Oh, tomato's a risk. No, the tomato gets a bit soggy. 
Yeah, you said fresh. Risk. Yeah. Takes after its maker. <laughs> uh, speaking of soggy, not this man. As hard as nails, the Wayne Matai. The Wayne Matai, yes, the Wayne yes, Matai. The maniac. Um, I saw a little teaser go up online for he will be appearing soon um, at a wrestling promotion in Queensland. Well, we're excited. We're excited. Uh, I believe for that. that could be around the uh, August time. Well, they didn't give a date, Tony. I'm just saying, I believe they it could be around appearing that time. soon at Venom Pro. So, yeah. Um, keep your Tony's eyes. has got the scoops. Keep your eyes peeled for that. We might have to get him on again before then. Quick turnaround for his second. For the part two episode, we're looking forward to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, guys, looking forward to having a chat to our next guest. Really enjoyed seeing her at DMDU a couple of weeks ago, causing heaps of havoc. Her name is Chanel Phoenix, and she joins us now. Hello, Chanel. How are you? Hi, I am good. Fantastic. I just uh, having a look through your socials, and I see you promoting the uh, the line Dismantle Mediocrity. I'm actually surprised that you're on our podcast, if you wanted to do that, because we probably shouldn't exist if that was the case. You know, I need a put it out there, try, get everyone on board to be better, better themselves. To be fair, to be fair, we need to improve to be mediocre. So yeah, it's fair call. It is what it is. It is. How are you enjoying life at the moment? Um, It's okay. I'm still training when I can and how I can, Um, but obviously training a lot less than I like to in lockdown in Melbourne, but I'm not letting it get the best of me. Well, Chanel, you are probably the busiest human being I've ever met. Like trying to lock in a time with you pre-COVID lockdown was almost impossible. Mm. Um, how, how do you stay busy when you're so used to having something on every night of the week? Oh, it has been this time around a little bit harder than the first time around. Um, but... I just make myself do things. It's it's getting out there, um, going to the park to work out, going to meet my personal trainer um, underneath a bridge or um, whatever I can do so that we're still abiding by the lockdown laws and still not being naughty or anything like that, but actually making sure I'm still doing stuff and not getting into that hole of sitting at home and moping because I can't wrestle. Training under a bridge has 80s montage wrestling promo written all over it. I hope you film something like that in the future. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, kettlebells, they're an amazing thing. You can do everything with them. You can get a really good workout just with a couple of different weight kettlebells. So. Yeah, I think, I think I've got the same trainer as you. He's tortured me with kettlebells as well. Yeah. Yeah, he can be pretty brutal with those kettlebells. He certainly was to me today. Um, but, yeah. Um, so talk us through the first COVID lockdown um, because I know that um, you worked incredibly hard during that period and saw some incredible results. I just want to know a little bit about what was the mindset um, for the first couple of months of lockdown and then, you turning all that around and making it work in your favour? Um, I think like I was at the start, it, like everyone else, um, I got a bit sad or COVID depression or whatever it was. Um, with Confusion. Confusion yeah, was also a big... Yeah, 100%. Um, but then I realised that I needed to take this and it was an opportunity for me to get ahead of the pack because everyone else was doing the same thing. They were sitting at home, they were drinking, they were eating junk food, they were binge watching Netflix or Stan or whatever um, and not working basically me all the time. <laughs> and letting it get the best of them. And it was my opportunity uh, to prove everyone wrong who hadn't taken a chance on me yet. Um, and to get ahead of the pack. You, you've trained in the beautiful world of martial arts with a bit of Muay Thai and also uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Did you find that mm -hmm. that helped you through the COVID period in regards to being very strong in the mind? Did that help you get through that time? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I train jujitsu at Absolute MMA and I am really, really lucky to train with some of the most amazing women and guys as well. But the women uh, at Absolute are fantastic and we're so supportive of each other and everybody's journey. So I think for that, having that support network through that time was really important as well to keep going. I had the opportunity uh, to do online classes with them. Uh, and then once it got a bit more lenient where we were able to train outside, I was out doing outdoor classes with uh, one of my coaches, April. So have you kept up the training in martial arts as well as wrestling? Yeah, so I train uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu around three to four times a week and I do uh, Muay Thai twice a week as well. Do you find yourself getting a little bit confused at times about where you're at and what you're doing? Do you have to sometimes when you're doing your martial arts just pull back and think, well, hang on, if I was doing wrestling, I would have done that. But does that happen? Uh, Not really. I haven't found that... I got it mixed up. They're very different. I mean, a lot of my, obviously Muay Thai with my striking, I bring into my wrestling um, and my jujitsu, I bring into my wrestling, but with jujitsu and with Muay Thai, it's not, it's a bit different. So you don't really get confused at all. Power bombs and suplexes. (laughs) Yeah. There's occasionally when I get people in holds in, in, in jiu-jitsu and I really want to German them on their head, but I'm not allowed to, so I don't. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but you basically have used that time. You've actually transformed your look. Uh, how much weight did you lose during the lockdown? Um, I lost 21 kilos, oh. but I think I'm up to nearly 25 kilos now. So- Which is incredible. It's an incredible effort. Um, something I can only dream of. Um, but we all gained that collectively. About, collectively, yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's a real credit to you. Um, I know that there, you've, you've, we had a chat. And you've, you're motivated by the fact that a lot of people haven't given you the opportunities that you feel like you've deserved. Um, and now you feel like it's undeniable. Um, talk to me about how you feel like people are starting to see you differently since in the last couple of months? Yeah, I think um, not so much given me the opportunities that I thought I deserved, but I wanted to prove to people that I did deserve those opportunities. Um, I think everyone needs to work hard for what they're given um, and prove themselves. So I really just wanted to cement that. Um, I've been really lucky. Mikey J and Fresh have been the first ones to really um, jump on board and see all the hard work that I've done and give me those opportunities. Um, so I'm really thankful to them. Um, and through doing that, so having a couple of matches at PCW and obviously the stuff that I've done at Wrestle Rock, uh, other companies have seen that I can actually do what I say I can do in the ring. Um, and are starting to jump on board as well. So um, I'm really grateful to them. I know you were um, tagging with Vixen um, a couple of years ago as mm-hmm. Kaiju. Um, mm-hmm. How did that team come about? And um, how helpful was Vixen to you early on in your wrestling career? Yeah, so when I, I met Vixen um, when I was still over in Adelaide training before I moved back home to Melbourne, Um, and she was she still is to today she's always been in my corner cheering for me and she really supported me when I first came over to Melbourne to give me those opportunities Um, Adelaide wrestling scene is obviously a lot smaller than Melbourne so there wasn't as many opportunities to wrestle on the regular basis so it was really making sure that I was getting those opportunities to get that ring time Um, and so yeah she was in my corner Uh, we had our first match against each other at the very first girl show Uh, one of the girls pulled out so um, Mikey rang me and asked me if I'd be interested in doing it Uh, so I got to wrestle her and uh, yeah so we ended up having a match and from that 
it turned into a, our little tag team that we had for a while. And yeah, and it was a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, and you mentioned being in uh, Adelaide. What was uh, training at Wrestle Rampage like? It was amazing. I am so, so lucky that I have the foundation that I do, starting off with head coach um, Jag Hartley-Jackson as my first coach with Damien Slater, um, and then obviously Jag going over and doing a lot of stuff in Japan and then over in the States as well. Um, Jonah coming back from uh, Japan, so then I got to have Jonah Rock um as my head coach for a while and then obviously he blew up and was flowing all over the world and then eventually is now with NXT so then we had um AJ Istria step up so I've had some of the best trainers in Australia as my foundation and I'm I'm very very grateful to have that as my base and it's guys that all work different styles to each other so you get to actually learn different things yeah, 100%. And prefer, um, I was going to say, do you prefer more of a grappling style in wrestling? Yeah, I really do now. I didn't at the start. I thought I was going to um, prefer the more strong style, mm. um, which obviously I do like that as well. Um, but if I can take someone to the ground, that's, that's my comfort zone. I'll armbar them and make them tap. And you've uh, been implementing more and more and more of your um, jujitsu and MMA stuff into into your in-ring style. Um, how important has that been for your confidence? Uh, I think it's been so important and helped so much. I think at the start when I first started wrestling, uh, I just wanted to be a wrestler. Um, I wanted to be someone else. I know Chris Fresh has talked to, about this on other podcasts yeah, um, about when on, I first. He, sp- he spoke about um, he spoke about it. I just want to let people know where they can hear it um, on Wrestle Radio, and um, he he spoke really about you a lot, which was good. Uh, continue. Um, yeah, so I really wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to be someone else, um, and I was really struggling with trying to match my in-ring with the stories that I was trying to portray. Um, And he suggested to me to bring in everything about me. And I really fought it for a long time. Um, But I wish I had to listen to him a little bit earlier. But um, I'm, I'm just me now. And it is just me and what I believe in and what I stand for. And obviously... Um, the fans are liking it, the promoters are liking it, and that's all I can really ask for. And I'm enjoying myself. You release well, you can tell you're in, you can tell you're enjoying yourself. Um the match against Tyson at Deathmatch down under night one. That was one of my favorite matches of the of the first night. Just the creativity behind all of Tyson's dickish and prickish uh, heel spots. And your sympathy that you're building from the crowd, oh, I thought it was great. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, I'll get one over Tyson soon. I have to <laughs> get him back for for making me tap. <laughs> um, you're also, your first re- match in um, DMDU was against Gore. Yeah. Um, was that the first time you've been in the ring with Gore? I obviously train with Gore um, and... If anyone follows my social media, uh, you would see that me and Gore are actually really great friends. Um, He's been really instrumental in everything that I'm doing. Um, Yes, he's big and scary. Um, He scares me a lot, but uh, he's helped me a lot. And that's probably, other than my match against Callie M, which was actually the night before at PCW, it's probably my favourite match that I've ever had. it was a lot of fun, even though he nearly killed me at the end. <laughs> and your match with Kellyanne, like uh, that's something that she wanted for a long time, isn't it? Yeah. So um, Kelly saw everything that I was doing over lockdown and uh, she really appreciated all the hard work I was putting in. And so she's really taken me under her, wi- her wing and uh, was asking for that, Matt. Um, so again, 
it just all the hard work it's really paying off and it's the people that I really respect that are seeing it so that makes it uh even better um, for me and how I feel and my confidence as well it's obviously the people that I really respect like Kellyanne yeah and I saw a um promo that you did uh for VPW um which is a new promotion in Victoria yeah um it was very different to what everyone else is doing. Like everyone's leaning into comedy at the moment, but this promo presented you to an audience that may and probably aren't that familiar. Um, it's a new audience that presented you as something different, something unique um, and an ass kicker. Uh, what was the feedback like to that promo? Uh, that promo was a hundred percent me. Um, the coach in that promo is my coach, April. Um, those girls are the girls that I train with three to four times a week on the mat rolling all the time. Um, everything in that promo was me. It is what I stand for. And I think that because it was so true to who I am, it really came across, um, authentically. Um, and I think that the audience really loved that. I couldn't believe I was watching the numbers go up and up on how many people had watched it. And I was like, I, I can't believe that over, a, I think it was 1,200 or 1,300 people watched that promo video. Um, but yeah, it was authentic. That's what I'm about. Like I'm not in wrestling to make friends. I just want to get better, be the best Chanel Phoenix that I can be. Um, and then hopefully start getting those W's under my belt and then go on to bigger, better things. I mean, I saw people who were commenting on the video, like, oh shit, I think I found a new favorite wrestler. People who hadn't seen you before mm -hmm. wanted to see that match. And that's what the promo is for. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then I had a great match with Aisha. Like Aisha's great to work with. Um, she's little, but she can do a lot of things, but I still made a tap. <laughs> I want to give you the opportunity to uh, think about the, ne the, in the, the the close future, I suppose. If I was to give you that chance to pick your next three matches against people that you haven't fought against yet, who would they be? I know number one is. Um, against people I haven't fought. Yeah. I oh, no, would... we'll even, no, we'll, we'll, anyone. Any anyone? Australian wrestler because we can't travel overseas. Any so who Australian are your next three matches? Yeah. Yeah, I would obviously love to face Avery if I can convince her. Um, she's one of my best mates, but I'd still like to kick her head in. Um, that I think that would be an amazing match. Um, and I think fans would love that. Um, we are besties, but we're also really, really different as people and really different as wrestlers as well. So I think that could be a really interesting matchup. Um, I would love to face Kellyanne again. I would face Kellyanne a hundred times before she goes off to America. Um, and then the third person I'd like to face, there's a chick in Adelaide. Um, I don't know her personally, but I follow her on Instagram. She's at RCW. Her name's Delta. Mm. Um, she looks incredible. Yeah. I think that could be a really interesting match um she's jacked um but yeah i'd love to face her too yeah i feel like if you were to go up against um delta that could be something that you could have as a feud for quite a while where you could probably tell a really good story um mm. and i'd love to see you versus cal again and and you and um, Avery's a match. It just has to happen. You've got to convince her somehow. Yeah. She's very busy. She hasn't retired, but she is very busy becoming a vet nurse. So, um, but we'll get there one day, hopefully sooner rather than later, because everyone wants to see Avery back in the ring. She's incredible at what she does. Talk a little bit about what Avery means to you, what she's meant to you um, as a wrestler and as a friend. Yeah. So she's she's an incredible person she is really who she portrays in the ring um I followed her to Japan so I got to see her 
uh, Russell Hana. Um, incredible. In Tokyo. Yeah, it was incredible um, at Stardom, which was amazing. And I'm really glad, obviously, now as well, that I got to see that match. Um, she's been the biggest support other than um, probably Gore and Kellyanne as wrestlers um, in the last 12 months um, with me uh, really supporting what I'm doing, like traveling from where she lives on a farm to uh, Seaford to watch me wrestle gore um, just to be there as a support. So she means a lot and she means a lot to the fans as well. So I really hope she comes back soon. Now, uh, you've started the, a little bit of a storyline at Wrestle Rock. You came out at the last show and um, beat down poor Skylar Cruz. Um, what's next for Chanel Phoenix at Wrestle Rock? Yeah, I think Skylar Cruz talks a lot, but I don't know if she can stand up to that book. Um, I think she needs to watch what she says because I think it's going to get her in a lot of sticky situations. So I really think that the Russell Rock fans had had enough of her mouth and needed to show them I was on their side and shut, shut her up. So you're trying to help her? Yeah, I guess I'm trying to help her a little bit. She just doesn't know it yet. She doesn't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, now, she's a little pocket rocket, but yeah, I think her mouth is going to get her in trouble. For the people listening to this podcast, I can inform you that right behind where Chanel's sitting at the moment, there's a whole lot of, uh, I was going to call them toys, but they're not toys. They're uh, figurines. Collectibles. Yeah, figurines. collectibles, yeah. figurines, exactly. Not so much the wrestling ones that we've heard so much about over the last few weeks, but you're very much a, a DC comic person. I am. Um, being DC girl for most of my life. Um, you know, was on first name basis with my uh, local comic store, which doesn't exist anymore, which is a bit sad. Um, but yeah, I love DC. I'm sorry, everyone loves Marvel, but yeah, I'm a DC girl. Uh, well, there's and there's obviously is a uh, definitely a conversation about who is better, Marvel or DC, at the moment. I think the consensus we we spoke about it off air before is that. Marvel probably make the better movies, but DC probably make the better TV. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Marvel do make better movies um, than DC do, I think, because they've got that Disney as well behind yeah. them. Um, but even before that, they were making better movies. Uh, DC still do good movies, but I think Marvel does just a little bit. Favourite character? Um, it's hard. Poison Ivy, the Goth Gotham City Sirens. I I love them. So yeah, Harley, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman yeah. together. Like the true you dream of. So yeah, I love them. Girl power sort of thing. It's funny, like um, I mean, I'm not a huge comic book person, but from what I do see, I feel like the um the villains in DC are so um so watchable. Yeah. It's a very good point. Yeah, they they all have a backstory and they really portray like that super villain. Um, they are the heroes in their own story. I, yeah, I, Marvel do that a little bit, but I think DC do it better. Yeah, it's the depth. Yeah, there'll yeah, be a 100%. guy out there at the moment listening to this podcast, Roger, who's a a great fan of local wrestling here in Melbourne, and he would be loving hearing what he's hearing at the moment. Very big DC man. Yeah. Hi. He, it, it's funny. He's actually a St. Kilda supporter and he goes to Marvel. Oh, poor bugger. Well, he goes to Marvel <laughs> Stadium to watch the Saints, but he's always posting on his social media a DC comic at Marvel Stadium just to yeah. sort of rub it in. Good on him. That's funny. Uh, so um, it's fair to say that this year has been um, a really good year for you so far. You're... Um, you're breaking out in a number of promotions. Mm -hmm. uh, what's next for Chanel Phoenix? Um, as soon as those borders open up, um, I would love to go interstate. Um, again, I went interstate, obviously, before COVID happened. I went to Suplex and to Tasmania. 
Um, I'd love to go back to Tassie. I would like to do more in New South Wales. I'd love to get up to Queensland. Um, Lucille Brawl's another female wrestler I would love to wrestle. Um, we did a girl show together, didn't wrestle each other, but on the same show. Um, so would love to get up to Queensland to have um, a match against her. Um, and then once international travel opens up, um, I want to get to the UK. Uh, my dad's from England, so Fantastic. I've got the dual citizenship. So oh, I'd love to get over there, um, particularly to Birmingham. That's where dad's from. So um, speaking to Charlie Evans about the scene over there, I definitely would love to get over there if possible, whenever that it happens. Well, hopefully in the next year or two. Yeah. Um, yeah, those those girl shows were always really entertaining and a good opportunity for um, for women in Melbourne to get more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Is it's, it's sad that they sort of seem to be on hiatus. Is that something that you think local promoters should try and... Um, recommence yeah 100 percent uh i would love for the girl shows to come back i think it's a really um good opportunity to for fans and um, maybe not wrestling fans to come because it was a mixed bag um come see the what women can do because you know there are some incredible women wrestlers female wrestlers out there um that can stand toe-to-toe with uh, the guys in calibre of matches. You look at your Jessica Troys, your Charlie Evans, your Callie Anns. They can put on just as good of a show as the boys can. And it also gives opportunity for those girls coming up to test the waters before they are on those bigger shows um, with the boys. Um, I think it's a re- really important, definitely something that needs to be brought back. And it was always a good crowd. It was always... Um... The fact that it was a, not a complete wrestling crowd was one of the great strengths of the show because mm-hmm. you were responsible for bringing new eyes on the product in a way that a men's show just can't do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and because it was fun and, uh, you know, a little bit silly at times, you had those amazing spots with um, like Avery and Tali with the bar spots where they were drinking <laughs> beer and then spitting it on each other not COVID safe right now, but all that type of stuff. It was a lot of fun for those uh, fans and and non-wrestling fans to see how much fun wrestling can actually be. Um, It also holds a really important place in my heart. It was the first place my family had seen me wrestle. Um, So, yeah, my sisters surprised me with my nieces and came and watched a show. They just rocked up and I saw my nieces in line getting a drink and was like, what are you doing here? Like, come to watch you. Yeah, it was, re- it was really cool. So uh, girl shows have to come back and, yeah, will always hold a really special place in my heart. Great venue too. Oh. Yeah. I did, yeah, I think the girls need the opportunities. It's really hard. Um, there are limited spots on shows for women. I mean, Deathmatch is opening that up with the intergender, um, with more women being on shows. But um, I, w- I obviously think that there's always opportunity to have more of those matches, either intergender or women's matches on shows and promoters need to get on board. Yeah, we were 100% behind you on that, Chanel. Hey, we thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure having a chat to you. We look forward to continuing to follow your career, especially over the next year or two, and see how that goes before you do get that opportunity to hopefully go overseas and show the rest of the world exactly what you can do. Thanks for your time, and I look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you for having me. Chanel Phoenix joining us here on The Turnbuckle. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. All right, and welcome back. Second segment of the show. Chanel Phoenix, boys, what a lovely lady. Yeah, Chanel's really good. She's doing 
um, some good things at the moment. And I think we're about to start seeing her pop up at a lot more companies, which will be really good because she put in the hard work. Oh, definitely. This sign of hard work pays off. Trying to lock down that interview was tough because probably the busiest professional wrestler in Australia. She's training every night of the week in some form, wrestling, kickboxing, jiu-jitsu. MMA. So, yeah, 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 everything. So we got lucky that Melbourne went into a lockdown that we could lock down the interview. So very good. Uh, excellent uh, stuff. I've uh, got a birthday message for you, Tony. Yeah, oh, have you? Yep, I've got one as well, mate. Um, oh, well done. Thank you, mate. Who we got? Friend of the show, uh, Joel Bateman. Oh, I love on the Joel. show numerous times. You may have seen him at Deathmatch Down Under once or twice, Tony. Yeah, running around oh, like you- a maniac. Yeah, yeah, and then he's got a wrestle as well. So yeah, well, yeah. when Tony when he wasn't, so yeah, he's, yeah, well, he does run around like a maniac. So well, he did. He sent a birthday message to you, Tony. So here it is. G'day, guys. It is the Smasher Joel Bateman, the best deathmatch wrestler in Australia. Just wishing my favourite on the turnbuckle host a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tony Sheboygan. Well. Once again, I thank Joel very much, and I thank you, Lyle, for organising it. But yep. you guys are taking the piss now, aren't you? What do you, what do you mean? About? Well, that's twice now. Well, at least he called you. My Tony. name has been mentioned. My name has been incorrectly pronounced, or my name's just been wrong. I've been out when you full named yourself and said, "Listen, I'm Tom Tony Sheboygan." I'm Tony Sheboygan from On the Turnbuckle. Never said and that. That's how you Never. introduce yourself. And Joel's like, mate, we've met each other. The, we've been in the studio together. You don't have to no. give me the full name. No, well, well as I, I, I can't not thank you guys for doing what you've done. We tried. And, and the wrestlers as well. Thank you so much, but enough now. Well, well, I know mean, that I make like... mistakes and I understand that and they are pure mistakes. But well, I think so these guys are just actually taking the piss now. Come on, Tony. Let's move on. They know exactly on, who I am. Don't, don't take it like that, mate. Try to do something day. nice for you. Yeah. yeah like, and you Jay guys. I reckon fact, you guys, also, you guys told get. him to get my name wrong. No, no. Look, JXT's running. He's starting the runnies promotion again. He's got the school full-time. He's got a job. And he takes time out of his day to wish you a happy birthday. Joel, running a promotion. Two-night advance. He's trying to travel the country and deathmatch everywhere. He's got yeah, six oh, jobs. Hands in everything. And he takes time out of his busy day to wish you happy birthday. I think you need to All you do is whinge and complain. Well, no, I'm not yeah. whinging and complaining. I'm just saying it's a little bit disrespectful that on my special day. Well, tell that to Nick Burry and yeah. Mark Moretti. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't their special day. I literally accidentally messed up their names. Anyway. Talking to us no, is right. their Talking to us is their special day. All right, anyway, I can uh, deal with that birthday message. Thank you for sending it, Lyle, and setting it up and doing all that sort of stuff. But anyway, I'll, uh, I'll get over it, I'm sure. And I've got to get over it because we've got to move on to our next thing. And it's great to have this lady back with us. She, of course, does our serious news segment, super serious news segment. Oh, what do we call it here on the turnbuckle? She's been away finishing her exams and graduating from journalism school. And now she's back with us on a fortnightly basis. Great to have Eleni Thomas back in the newsroom. Hi, Eleni. Hi, Tony. Thanks for having me back. Very excited to be here and chat some wrestling news with you boys. First of all, how did it all go? School finish okay? Yeah, look, we got through, you know, as they say, you know, peas get degrees. So just happy to be enjoying the break. That's where I'm at right now. We're happy to have you until Channel 7 picks you up for their news and then we'll lose you, I'm sure. But until then, you're ours. Of course. <laughs> All right, let's have a talk about uh, an AEW power couple and what's happening there with Cody and Brandy Rhodes. Yeah, so some really happy news for um, the couple. They've announced the birth of their first child. Um, and so the announcement was made via Instagram with Cody announcing that Brandy had given birth to a little girl um, named Liberty Iris Runnels. So congrats to them both. Um, and I hate to say it, but my immediate thought when I heard this news was like, who is this child going to verse in a pay-per-view in the future, obviously Ronda Rousey's future child, maybe Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins' daughter. Um, what do you guys think? 
I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure Cody will be dragging the baby out as part of his entrance as soon as he can. <laughs> well, I think we're, we're assuming that uh, AEW will still be around in 20 years' time. Uh, pretty sure. Yeah, they it probably will be. be. WWE may not. There's a lot of money. WWE not going there. They'll, they'll be there. Uh, Liberty. Uh, when I first heard the name, I thought it was a kayfabe name already for a pro, <laughs> pro wrestler. Uh, it's very named, on brand for Cody. Named after a character from Glow, Liberty Bell. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, she could be under contract as soon as she can uh, finger paint. You know, they've already got one kid under contract. So, yeah, it's fine. Breaking the record of the youngest uh, wrestler, pro wrestler side. Well, hang on. How old was Hannah when she won the um, the Iron Man um, that DDT title? Oh, she was wow. about eight. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> she she may have negative one beat. Well, AEW break yeah. that record then. <laughs> she was eight when she actually won that title. So, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, good on congratulations to Cody and Brandy Rhodes on the birth of Liberty. Let's talk about a couple of former WWE superstars possibly filing a lawsuit. Yeah, um, well, actually filing for a trademark for their yeah. their new um, potential in ring name. Um, so uh, former WWE superstars Peyton Royce and Billy Kay um, have reportedly filed for trademark application for the name The Inspiration. Um, and so obviously the duo were released from the WWE in April, which was very upsetting to many, myself included. Um, and so many are speculating that this um, move to trademark the name could potentially lead to a new sort of um, re-established tag team for the duo. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what this means for the two. So I presume they couldn't get the iconic, so that would be WWE trademarked, would it? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think the act, it has to find a home somewhere. Uh, there's so much wrestling content in America at the minute. Surprising they can't find a spot in WWE with all their shows. But hopefully they pop up somewhere because their comedic timing is ridiculous. Especially Billy's. Yeah. And the American fans were getting it in the end. I know at the start they were unsure of the Australian, you know, jokes and stuff like that. I hope they pop up somewhere. Um, they've definitely probably already spoken to everybody. I know they're interested in AEW. They're interested in um, Impact as well. So I guess one of those um, will probably be their their new home. Um, Scarlett Harris wrote an interesting article during the week that if you go to her Twitter account, you should be able to find where she went in about the Iconics and WWE's inability to write um, for women, which is, is actually a pretty good read. Yeah, something look. I'll uh, go and check that out. Who was that from? Scarlett Harris, one of okay. our former guests. Yes, correct. All right, beautiful. I'll have a look at that. Uh, story number three, Eleni, is about New Japan Wrestling and the fact that they're heading to the US for the first time since pre-COVID, February 2020, the last time they were there. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so really exciting news. Um, especially given that we've seen sort of COVID hit the the brand and the company in recent months. But yes, they've announced that they will finally be returning to the US to put on a show. Um, the live show will be called Resurgence and will take place on the 14th of August at the Torch at LA Coliseum, which will be a new venue opening up in LA. Um, and so at the moment, wrestlers such as John Moxley, Leo Rush and Carl Anderson have been advertised as taking part in the show, as well as sort of a plethora of other wrestlers. Um, and so it's been reported that Fight TV will broadcast the English commentary for the show, while, of course, New Japan will broadcast the Japanese commentary. And so tickets for that one will be going on sale on the 30th of June. So very exciting to see them making the trip. Does that mean our man Carla will be on that English commentary? Who? Gino. Uh, Gino, Carlo, yeah. Gino. <laughs> That's unlikely I, uh, to get someone's name wrong. I hope... <laughs> It's not Gino's birthday, so I'm pretty sure no. he'll forgive you. Um, no, I, I hope so. I hope he's back on commentary uh, soon. Um, yeah, that's good. You know, they've had uh, Kojima and Nagata in the US on little excursions over the last month or two. So New Japan 
coming out of uh, Japan. Well, it's probably more vaccinated people in America by a long way than there is in Japan. So it's probably safer for them to get out of Japan at the minute. So hopefully they, um, a lot of their Japanese talent can get over. Um, did New Japan not get the memo from Leo Rush? Uh, no, it's a, he still has some appearances that he has to do post-retirement for New Japan. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a wrestling retirement. It's, uh, is he on the Johnny Farnham retirement, is he? He, he's, he retired. Now he's got to rehab his broken shoulder, but then he's got to come back and wrestle for his prior commitments. Okay. <laughs> they must have paid in advance, didn't they? I have no. Well, you pay, signed you up for 10 appearances and you've only done seven or eight. Well, he's you still three. Yeah. <laughs> Watch him Contract's come back a contract. He'll just ignore the retirement by the time he has his second match. Uh, Scarlett Bordeaux, Eleni, is possibly on the rise to maybe even the main roster. Yeah, um, so Wrestling Observer have reported that Scarlett Bordeaux is being considered for a WWE main roster tryout this week. Um, And so while she currently works with NXT, there are talks that she'll make an appearance at SmackDown this week. Um, And so this news follows fellow NXT talent Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed having wrestled at the recent pre-Raw WWE main event taping. And the three were also reportedly brought to SmackDown last Friday to work dark matches in front of officials. Uh, so this could mean that all three of them get the call up. Obviously, um, Bordeaux and Karrion Cross work closely together. So it'd be good to see them both get called up. But it'll be interesting to see if she makes the appearance. I know it's on the run sheet. So the boys will have more to say about that a little bit later on. I don't want to bring it up um, pretty early because I get in trouble for doing that. But um, Scarlett, it'd be interesting... If they're ever going to let her have a match, because um, she seems a little bit wasted at the moment. Not fi- not in a physical way. No, she's not drunk. Like a no. she's yeah. she's not a national senator from the Northern Territory, Tony. No. <laughs> she's just not been used. She's been underutilized. <laughs> I think it's a bit of wording. Sorry, I just oh, read. An oh. I, I literally, literally just read an article. Or, or, well, she could have said she's been wasted on TV and no one else would think she's been drunk. <laughs> Her talents has been wasted on TV. Yes, under your um, Yes. <laughs> and tell us who's got a new entrance, Eleni. Yeah, um, this is quite sad news for me personally. Um, but, yes, Alexa Bliss has debuted a new entrance. Um the new entrance includes sort of new graphics and it has a completely new theme, which makes me very sad because I loved Alexa Bliss's sort of, I thought her theme was iconic. Um, but, you know, this move does sort of show that the WWE is sort of doubling down on her sort of recent creepy dollhouse character. Uh, so definitely committing to that, but not sure if it's the best or the right direction for her. What do you guys think? It's like a third music this year, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't like it. I, I, no. I heard it today. I, it wasn't. It's not great. It's. It's honestly. Um, it doesn't fit her character as well as what the when she was using the um, the Bray White type music. Like it's sort of. Yeah, it's 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 pretty shit in my opinion. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I agree. All this Bray White and this spooky. Uh, stuff. I've I've had enough of it now. It, Apparently, the writers of WWE WWE are wasted. They could. There be. you go, Tony. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they could uh, be. Eleni, great to have you back on board. We'll have a chat to you in a fortnight's time. Perfect. Thanks for having me. I'll speak to you then. Eleni Thomas with our serious news segment right here on the Turnbuckle. Talk to me about Hell in the Cell, boys. How did Rhea Ripley go? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, her match with Charlotte, I enjoyed. And, uh, I mean, they're telling the story where Ripley was uh, probably about to lose and decided to cheat. And she's sort of turning into a little Charlotte. So, um, see where it goes. The, the show was a bit average, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it feels like 
a WWE pay-per-view, you're going to get really good in-ring action for the majority. But some of the booking and storytelling is just annoying. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with the Alexa Bliss and Shayna. I watched it just for pure hate reasons. Um, the Rhea and oh. Flair storyline, they've got great chemistry in a ring. I just didn't like that finish. It seemed... It's, 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 they've got to do something to keep... They're keeping it going. We'll see where... I'll give it benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, uh, with with the, the Alexa Bliss stuff, I feel really sorry for her. So I think she's doing a really good job with the material she's been given. Like, the stuff with her and Niall, like, it was stupid and it shouldn't be happening. But they knocked their part of it out of the park. They were in sync and all that sort of stuff. So... But at the end of the day, like if you made a reboot of Two and a Half Men and you cast Meryl Streep, it's still going to be fucking Two and a Half Men. Like you can't, you can only do so much. Yeah, I don't think Meryl Streep's got enough tiger blood to make that good. Um, but you got like Seth, Seth versus um, what's Cesaro. Cesaro. It's a great match, but I don't know. Do I care? Kevin Owens versus. Uh, what's that other guy? Zane. What's his name? Sammy Zane. I've seen that match a million times before. But I want to, I'm rush. happy to see that match a million times. I you like what? watching that match. The one, the one match I did see, and main events should also be the highlight of the card. And this, I reckon, from what you're saying, probably was Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre was a fantastic main event. Speaking of matches we've seen a thousand times. Um... <laughs> But yeah, that was not with Kendo sticks, though. No, not with Kendo sticks. in hell in a cell. Um, uh, no, it was good. Like obviously they beat the shit out of each other. You seen Drew was um, fucked. Drew, Drew's back, his shoulder. Like he, you know, he looked like mince meat. And they're working at least hard. At least he's not allowed to have another shot now. You know, but even the finish to that, why <laughs> get rid of MVP so he can interfere in the, at the end anyway? I just. It's a hell in a cell. Why are people interfering? It's not Kane. No, no, no. The heels, heels can be heels can interfere, and like I'd prefer a screwy finish. Like, you, why do you not want in a hell in a cell? You have a screwy finish for the hell in a cell. The hell in a cell is the reason to stop the screwy finishes. That's what a steel cage is for. And a where good and a good heel gets away gets around that. No, where, why, where do they go? Where do they have go you ever now? Seen, Just a straight submission right, match. Have you? No, they're not. Like, Drew's not allowed to have another match. So they're not going to yeah. meet up in SummerSlam. Oh, that, that, Drew's so, banned from having another shot at the title. So, w, so you're saying WWE champion. are going to they they're going to stick to a stipulation? Well, <laughs> because, well, I mean, he was in the qualifying matches for um, <laughs> Money in the Bank, which seemed to defeat the purpose <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> or, or they take the title off Bobby Lashley. Oh, of course we go. Fight to go. Eventually, yeah. yes. Yeah, we know Drew's going to get the belt back. I just, if people are interfering in matches, you go at the end. It's been have you ever seen? Have you ever seen a shark cage match live? A shark cage match with the guy on the roof. In yeah, in the cage. Down. I think I, yeah. see, I think I've seen Enzo be up there, been... petrified. I've seen maybe four or five of them, and in every single one, the guy in the cage interferes. Yeah. Well, I don't understand your point of a cage match or my, a hell in a cell. My point is that a good heel will always find a way to interfere. Yeah, but I think what Lyle's saying is this isn't a shark cage match. This is hell <laughs> no, in a cell. It's hell in a cell. It's meant to and be there's no been, to let it get in. The... But there's been interference in, I reckon, 50% of hell in a cell matches. I know. I'm not. <laughs> but... I know that. I know. I'm I'm saying I'm okay with it because you can't have Drew come out losing clean because he's got to he's got to have like because he lost clean at WrestleMania already. If he loses clean again, what was the point of all these extra matches? You want your baby face screwed out of the opportunity to wrestle for that title. Don't again. don't book him in a cage match if you're going to have the baby face lose to interference. Then if, no, don't book yourself into that corner. Just because the pay per view is called Hell in a Cell doesn't mean every match has to be. Hell in a cell, just because. Don't look if, you, if you're going to pick place. holes in the in this pay per view. There are plenty of holes to pick. I don't think. 
I'm okay. I do, just, I, I'm only picking holes Meltzer, in stuff I know that I like. like. I know Meltzer didn't like the finish, so you're obliged to not like it. But I don't think the finish of that match was the problem. Well, they are very good friends. Well, it's unrequited love, Tony. Yeah, it is. Uh, what can you tell me about Samoa Joe, boys? Where's he uh, heading? Did I leave? That was last week. You left that in too. <laughs> uh, Gavin McGavin has been announced for PWA Coliseum. Yeah, which is so fantastic I, news. Great I think news. that's um, really good. I think uh, Gavin McGavin's a point of difference in Australian wrestling. Um, I think he's very unique in the way he approaches everything. So he'll go into that tournament. He's a threat to whoever he wrestles. And it's good to see him get an opportunity outside of EPW with one of the big promotions because um, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, like he did the Gavin McGavin on tour was a couple of years ago, um, you know, did a lot of the East Coast and Darwin and stuff like that. Like his, his, his last six months, his couple of matches with Marcus Pitt have been phenomenal. Some of the best wrestling in Australia. Um, the year before his match or matches with uh, Davis were great as well. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, if they can align up uh, a match versus Jessica Troy, Gavin McGavin, I think that'll line up perfectly. Uh, Sydney shows at the moment, guys, with COVID situation have been cancelled and wrestling returns in Victoria. Yeah, it's um, disappointing for people in New South Wales and then Victoria, we actually get to go watch some wrestling, but it's hard to be happy when you're seeing other parts of the country go through what we've gone through and it's a bit of a concern up there and we know, I know future wrestling had their um, meant to have their debut on fight TV and that got unfortunately canceled, which is really sad. That was our anniversary show as well. Um, but in Melbourne, PCW are back and they'll have a big ignition this week. I think tickets are limited. So if it's not sold out already, it'll be sold out. So if you're in Melbourne, get along. If you're in Sydney, um, we're thinking of you and hopefully, uh, Hopefully, you can just sign up to the Oz Wrestling Network and watch a bit of that while you wait out your COVID lockdown. There is still wrestling in other parts of New South Wales, though, um, at the moment. Cool. Uh, we should have had this a little bit higher, but Hell in the Cell matches on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, I saw that they had on SmackDown, they had the Rey Mysterio versus Roman Reigns Hell in a Cell match. Um, which was interesting because that, like Roman Reigns is their top guy at the moment. To not have him on the pay-per-view was, for me, a strange decision. And then apparently um, USA got really pissed off that they ran the Hell in a Cell match on Fox. And I'm assuming that's the reason they had another Hell in a Cell match on Raw, um, which was Bobby Lashley versus Xavier Woods. Well, they had the cage there, so you might as well. <laughs> Might as well use it. It's, it's all in the Thunderdome, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, you got to. I don't know. That was the SmackDown last Thunderdome pop... pay per view, wasn't it? Hey Jim. Oh, hey Jim. Know. Before you just mantled it. Hey Jim. Wait a minute. Yeah. No, we're running one on War as well. Just hang it there, mate. It's okay. I would hate to know what accent that was meant to be, but it definitely he wasn't. A, he threw a mate in there, so I'm not it, sure. I know, I'm really not sure. <laughs> it definitely wasn't an East Coast uh, American um, accent, but... Should, should have said pal at the end. Um, yeah, the, the, hey, no, pal. The, yeah, the SmackDown uh, Hell in a Cell, obviously that's, you know, go against um, the NBA you, finals, you assume, pop a rating. And, yeah, well, throw one on Raw. Oh, no. well, make You're, the other... USA definitely got upset about it, so that's definitely like that's got to be why they had the second one. It's it's lucky for uh, it's lucky for WWE that uh, Ben Simmons isn't in the finals, otherwise, they would have lost a lot of viewers for sure. Well, I mean, he's 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 the top heel in the states at the moment, maybe not. Yeah, he's also a big heel, he's also a big heel in Australia after saying he's not going to go to the Olympics, so yeah. Not a popular man. No, he's not. Uh, now, police turned up to a GCW match between Nick Cage and Mance Warner. Nick, what happened there? Not Nick. Well, it wasn't Gage. Nick Cage. Gage. Gage. Nick Cage is probably yeah. over in Hollywood acting. 
Nick Cage, wow. is it? That's yeah. allegedly acting, if that's what you want to call it. Nick Cage is a good actor. He just picks shit out movies. <laughs> well, maybe they, maybe they pick him. They can't all be Con Air. Nick no. Cage is the equivalent of um, Alexa Bliss at the moment. He's a good actor. He's just in a shit movie. So tell well, us about Alex, the police Alexa's turning up to a GCW match between two wrestlers. Kayfabe's alive, Tony. That's what it is. Kayfabe's alive. Good to hear. <laughs> they had a had a brawl in the concession uh, merchant, you know, the merch area. Yeah. And, my, fa- uh, my favorite part is the name of that show. It was called Outlaw Mud Show. And um, <laughs> and yeah, Nick Nick Gage is is like probably the most famous deathmatch wrestler in the world at the moment, uh, definitely in the United States. And uh, someone's called the cops, Tony. It's amazing. It's a bit real. It was real, still real to them. That is amazing. Yeah, and it definitely and, uh, they, was. They showed there. up in force too. Yeah, wow. there was eight 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 police officers. I'm pretty sure. You know. Um, person that made the complaint in the phone call was uh tim fournette um if anyone was asking uh, so he loves an outlaw mud show that uh tim fournette so yeah well, apparently hey, he found out about it because he was tagged about nine times on twitter by snitch taggers ah oh, snitch taggers they're the worst on twitter well it's a long list of the worst on twitter but they're well, I'm, on the, I'm probably on the list somewhere and boys life just uh <laughs> life's getting better for bronson reed at the moment well, um, yeah, just backstage at um, Raw and SmackDown, him and Karrion and Cross have been there having, I don't know why they're having tryout matches, but maybe Vince wants to have a look at them ahead of the draft. I think they're going to do another draft. So, um, And they were there again today, so I'm not sure if they're going to be on main event or if it was just another tryout match, but they've both been backstage at the last two WWE. Surely if they haven't having dark matches it's only to look at Bronson because if Cross walked past Vince McMahon he'd be in the main event of Raw straight away without even having a match he looks like a million dollars is this the Vince that just sacked Braun Strowman eh, it's a little bit different it's a little bit different Karrion Cross isn't making a million dollars and having no return on that investment and great that uh, Grayson Waller got his uh, second win yeah, how was that, Tony? I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, two yeah, your review. live uh, review. It's not how on the run match, sheet, Tony? but we know it's there. Oh, well, no, it was very good. It was a good win. Solid win. Talk, Once talk again. us through it. Sorry? Talk us through it. Well, he came into the ring and did a few things. And what the commentators say? You didn't watch it, did you? I didn't see it. I didn't even know he was on. <laughs> I, watched, I watched it, Tony. Oh, well, you tell us about it then. I watched it because I want to riff with you about the match, Tony. Why am I watching it? Why am I watching 205 Live if you're not watching it, Tony? This is your segment. You, sh- you tried it. to shame us for it last week. I promise yeah. I'll watch it next time. I will be the uh, 205 correspondent. They did um, mention during the match that he may answer a Kushida open challenge at some stage. So they're obviously mm. building him up um, a fair bit. Um, he was yeah. getting heat from the crowd as well, which is really hard to do on 205 Live because that crowd don't crowd. care. <laughs> they don't care. Well, that so that just sh- shows you the worker that he is. So good on him. Yeah. Let's have a look at some of the upcoming events. Saturday, June twenty-six, PCW Ignition featuring Aisha and Carl Grove against Kellyanne and Alan Payne. Wrestle Alan Rampage. Payne, the return of Alan Payne. Yeah, fantastic. Seen him in a while. Wrestle Rampage in Adelaide returns with Joey Graham and AJ Istra for a shot at the Rat Daddy's title. Explicit Wrestling in Newcastle presents Deathmatch at the Dolo. What is it? Or is Doilo. it Dojo? It looks like it's Doilo. Doilo. It's a bowling club. Okay. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, Joel Bateman's heading up there to defend or his an title. RSL, one of them. A bowling club or an RSL. Yeah. It can't it's, be both. Somewhere, it's somewhere that I'll... Actually, the Werribee Bowling Club and RSL... The RSL, they have bowling, don't they? I don't know. It's somewhere no, old people not hang at the, out. Not at, not at the Werribee one. It's somewhere uh, old they, people hang out. They have barefoot bowls. Might want to book UG for that. Yeah, uh, Big Fudge will be there in an inflatable safety match. Yeah, it's the opposite of a death match. Yeah. The weapons wow. are pool pool toys. Be interesting. Looking very violent. To see some video on that. Uh, boys, that's it. 
Actually, there's another show that I've got to put there. Um, ben and Pro have got a show on this weekend up in southeast Queensland as well. Fantastic. Oh, hang on a minute. We've got a phone call coming through. I've organised someone for myself to wish me a happy birthday. This to put you guys to shame. You don't have any you've friends, Tony. You, you've organised you someone to call in to give you... It's <laughs> oh, my very... It's my very undertaker. Did you get no, taken? It's cameo? my very, very good friend Jeff from WrestleBrainia. Jeff, how are you? G'day, fellas. It's Jeff here from WrestleBrainia. I believe it's Troy Shinecki's birthday. Troy, many happy returns, mate. Um, I don't know how old you are. I, in fact, didn't know people got that old. But either way, I'd just like to wish you a very happy birthday with many happy returns. Uh, don't be such a shit. All right. See you later, fellas. Have a great day. That's it. You can all go and get stuffed.